Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Oak Shape Podcast Season 6 with your host, Dan the Fitness Man. Thank you for tuning in. We are excited to have you. This is the podcast that is dedicated to hard work, disciplined decisions, and year-round training in the pursuit of the best possible version of ourselves. We leverage elk hunting to create a pathway. We understand that time is finite and we cannot squander a second. We must be leaders at our home. We understand that faith is our number one priority. Then family, then fitness, then health, then wealth. Our year-round disciplined decisions help us leave a legacy for our family to follow. You will leave here motivated, inspired, and educated. We bring on a wide variety of guests subject matter experts so that you can tune in get what you need to get and continue on your journey we are blessed to call ourselves elk hunters season six here we go welcome to the elk shape podcast with me dan the fitness man how y'all doing let's talk about july let's talk about elk season round the corner We've done a podcast like this many times, and we get the feedback that keep doing them. So that's what we're going to do. We listen to the people. We give the people what they want. Kramer, out of Ellensburg, Washington, total stranger, reached out to me after he watched two episodes on the Elk Shape YouTube channel of the Ultimate Guide to Rookie Elk Hunters. We did a total bow fit with a kid, and then we also took a kid in the backcountry it turned out to be some really epic footage, but we did lose that kid as a participant, so we moved on and put the offer out there. Who would like to come over, do kind of like an elk consult? We'll film it for YouTube as well as we'll make a kind of a sweet little podcast. So this is the podcast version. There will be a YouTube version, and there'll be more behind the scenes with that. But we brought Kramer along because he is not brand new to elk hunting, but he's got a couple of years under his belt with, um, in his words, unsuccessful. And I do challenge him on that because it is a learning curve and I want all of you to learn 
that elk hunting is a journey, not a destination. And I used to hate when people would say stuff like that, but it is the truth. It is the reality. Five to 10% of people are going to punch their tags and the rest of us are not. How do you get yourself in the 10%? You find good mentorship, and which is what we're trying to showcase today. We arm Kramer with some great information on elk tactics, his gear selection, his camouflage, first aid, and how to kill these elk, specifically where he's hunting, which is more open country elk. I hope you guys dig the podcast. Also, want to let y'all know, Kufaru, Multicam, and Coyote are all 30% off on the Elk Shape website all July. So load up on your pull-up bags, your hoodlums, whatever you need so that you can get ready and test and vet your gear and be ready to go because 2023 elk season's around the corner. Here we go. Elk Shape Podcast in the studio. No, we're not. We're in the gym. In the gym. Kramer, welcome to Spokompton. You're from Ellensburg. Ellensburg. Get this as close to you as you not can. Not originally, but we live there now. Where are you from originally? Oregon? Uh, I grew up in Everett. Wife's from Oregon, but... You're a, you just like Oregon, you like Washington, you like communism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Idaho's calling my name. All right. So, guys, he hasn't podcasted much. You see how close I am to this mic, Kram? I want you to, get, I want you to speak that sexiness. You're Boom. a DJ on the radio. There we are. There you go. All right, so we invited Kramer to come over today. You're taking the place of a guy that I was filming a series with on Ultimate Guide to Rookie Elk Hunting. And I was like... He quit, and I was like, hey, does anyone want to reach out and take his spot? And I think people interpreted that into, oh, Dan's going to take me elk hunting, and I just want everyone to know, <laughs> hell no, I ain't taking you elk hunting. I am selfish when it comes to elk hunting. Fair enough. But I will help anybody and everybody up to elk season. So we did have a lot of people reach out. But to your credit, you were close, three hours away. You were first in line, and you were like, just say when. So that's you. But you did beat go. out about 30-something people that wanted to. And I'm still getting messages. So, guys, cool. yay, good job. But I think I don't think I have any more time to do any more of these for this summer. But this is a cool series that we're going to pick back up. And maybe we can check back in with you totally after our little consult today. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't really have an agenda today. Like I was just going to kind of like, well, let's see what let's we're see working with. Yeah, fair. How many elk seasons do you have? Under my belt? Two unsuccessful but were they successful i learned a lot what 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 is successful oh i mean elk in the freezer is successful but um yeah i i mean i learned a lot i guess they wouldn't be a complete fail i enjoyed just being out there uh being walking around um yeah so i feel like if you learn something it's not necessarily failure i'm taking all that experience with me that's for sure are you better off now that you've done two years in a row and know like do you can you identify some mistakes you've made that you will not make anymore let's ask you that yeah 100 percent. give us three like shoot from the hip what are three dumbass things you've done (laughs) that you won't do anymore although i will tell you i still make some pretty same like i do a lot of repeat mistakes yeah sometimes you need a little refresher course and the elk are really good at doing that. Yeah, fair but, enough. But yeah, give I us go. Some idea. I mean, wind checker out there, no wind checker. Um, dad, which probably seems wild. His to dad's over there. I'm just looking at his dad. <laughs> any hunter. What? Yeah, yeah. Did you but, like leave it in the truck, or you just didn't have them? Just didn't have it. Just 
uh, yeah, shooting from the hip. I that's guess a good one. Say. What yeah. else you got? That's a good one or a bad one. However you look at any it. gear failure, you're um, like I'm gonna wear cotton clothing from top to bottom. Anything like that or no gear, no gear failure, like no cold or anything like that. We encountered. Um, I, I would say like pack wise. Like, uh, no bino harness. I feel like that whole world has been open to me. Good. It, like, to now it seems, like, crazy to not, but I'm just, like, binos over the neck. That's just, cool. We used to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really care, I'll be honest. But um, I feel like bino harness, just everything up in front, everything right there, wind checker in there. Um, hey, did you see that I would, story I posted on my Instagram a couple of days ago of this? It was a spoof of a guy doing of, hey, check out my bino harness. I don't know if did you see that uh, video. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I don't it. know if it's still on my phone. Did you see it, Tyler? That is literally the best one I've ever seen. Oh, you did. It's guys literally like a backpack as his bino harness. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like with his buddies, like, check out that bull right there. And he's getting like pulling out a coffee pot, yeah, yeah, getting yeah, through yeah, all yeah, like yeah. all the kitchen sink stuff just to get to yeah, his. But yeah, yeah that's my yeah. buddy, Jake Webb. Like he's got so much bush crash going on in his bino yeah. harness. And I'm not. I'm like binos. Extra release, range finder. Yeah, that's how I'd be. Like, I don't yeah. want, I don't want lunch and dinner in there or anything. I just want like the essentials. But you said that, you but. had um, some questions that you wanted to mm. kind of get off your chest. I want to tackle those, but first, okay. I want the audience to get to know a little bit about Kramer. How old are you? What do you do for work? Are you married? Do you have kids? Um, what's some of your right. guiding principles in life? That kind mm. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm 30 years old. Uh, 30 in April. Married, uh, coming up on six years. We have two kids, one in the oven. Um, uh, time out. When's that one due? Uh, that'll be in February. Good man. Knuckles. That's what we want. Well done. Yeah. We want to keep the quiver full. Um, yeah, guiding principles. Um, I mean, integrity's high on our list. Um, I'm a contractor, and one of the reasons I am a contractor is because uh, there's a lot of people who have a disdain or just a general distrust of contractors so initially how i got into it was just kind of rewrite the script um and i found a lot of success in it and continue to find a lot of success in it and uh just come at people with clarity um i mean i could talk about our business all day long just clarity and integrity people love it surprise what is the name of your business Surprise! it's called ruach construction and you're out of ellensburg washington yep we're out of we're out of ellensburg washington what's your jam what's your specialty construction Uh, residential home remodel we love you Um, remodels residential you know we love adus we've built tiny homes um any of that stuff so we're still a one-man band um you know contracting out stuff like this um so we keep it we keep it small but yeah that's that's kind of our bread and butter and then like i said just communication communication always tell clients uh no surprise bills from me Mm. everything's just on the table in front Again, surprise, people love that. <laughs> they don't like getting slapped with uh, major bills that they don't know about. So at any rate, that's where we found our success and just rewriting the script, trying to be good people. <laughs> yeah. Not a complicated formula. So here's my formula for you today. First thing we did, I had all these great intentions until I basically like ruined your bow. Uh, we did. <laughs> I, he, bring, he brings his bow, and I'm like, man, let's just, before we get too carried away, like, let's just check your tune. Let's just shoot through paper. Holy shit, that's a terrible tear. This bow must be out of time. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the time. It was kind of out of time, and I just was like, I'm yanking the cable out. So we yanked the cable out. He's got a cable-driven uh, cable rest, and I don't 
um, hate on those at all. In fact, I would say QAD makes a really good bulletproof one. I, hell, I have one on my one of my bows, hmm. and it's awesome. And they make a specific one. But you had um, a trophy taker trophy one, taker. and there's a there's two types of trophy taker. Trophy takers that were made when Dan Evans hadn't sold that company. Okay. And then I won't say the rest because I don't want to get in trouble. But yeah. And then okay. there's other ones. I think you have one of those other ones. Oh, oh you know what I'm saying? Okay. You feel me? <laughs> um, but that's all I used to run was trophy taker. Okay. So anyway, yeah, yeah. shout out to Dan Evans. Get back in the game, buddy, if you know what I mean. The So I wanted you to get a new rest. And I don't have a QAD laying around for Hoyt, obviously. But I did have a Hamsky Trinity. Uh, I just pulled off a bow and said, here. And we slapped it on. Here's how it works. I think you get the premise now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're going to go down to Spokane Valley Arch, and we're done here, and ask for Josh or Justin. They're going to make sure your center shot is on. Mm. I think it's very close. Um, I would like them to tie in a new D-loop on right. a new set of strings because you don't have a backup bow. No backup bow. And I found that out immediately, and I was like, okay, I don't know if you're going to buy a new bow right now. Probably not. Probably not. So for this year, let's set you up a repair kit. In case shit hits the fan when you're okay. I think I said middle finger to Murphy, as Mm -hmm. in Murphy's Law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's gotten us all. He's gotten us all. So what are some of the things we started talking about for your emergency bow kit? What are we looking at? Um, I mean, extra, I mean, we got extra rest now. Um, Extra sight now. Yeah, what sight did I give you? um, Man, you're asking the wrong gear guy. Four pin, black gold. Pro site with third axis. You with have third axis. Smaller housing. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need that big a housing that you have. You don't even have third axis on your bow. Yeah. I yeah. want you to know about that. So that's going to be homework. Don't know anything about it. You're going to get schooled up on that today with MFJJ. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, even like the housing shrinking, I don't know anything about the different sizes. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why you'd go bigger. I don't know why you'd go smaller. That stuff's know. nuanced. Uh, but I just want preference. you to be able to have the adjustability of first, second, third yeah, axis. That's cool. And I, as an elk hunter out yeah. west, non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked at your arrow selection. Yeah, we looked at the arrows, which I kind of planned to switch over to the rampage just simply because they're cheaper. <laughs> uh, I just went in and was like, "Hey, is there a cheaper arrow than these twenty-five dollar FMJs?" Uh, that bend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I probably will switch. Which new site? Switching stuff up would be a good time. It's a good time. You're it's early enough. And also, you forgot to mention, I'm making you buy new strings. Well, yeah, we're getting new strings. You're running factories. New, factories. They're strings. a year old. They're actually in great shape, by the They're way. They're a year old. They're in great shape and broken in. So you're going to replace That'll those. That'll go in the kit. That's going to go in your, your replacement kit, your repair kit. So you have these backup strings, paper clipped, ready to go in case something bad happens. Yeah, yeah. You have an extra spring for your hamski, right. an extra attachment. You need to get some O-rings from Josh today. That's right. That's um, right. And then realistically, I want, you know, you'll have a new D-loop today, a new string. Maybe everything will settle. Material. Definitely some D-loop material. We've done videos in the past on the channel. Look, search them, watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And build your repair kit. And then for the rest of y'all, don't sell that bow when you go to buy a new one. You sit, you don't sell that bow. Yeah, Fair. it's nice to have five to 800 bucks to go towards this new purchase, but I need you to eat it and have a backup bow. Yeah, so yeah. don't sell that, ne- that bow when you go to upgrade. Yeah. Just keep it. All right. Probably extra release too. Throw that in there. Only Two is one, out. sir. That's what I that I was going to say. I feel like I hear you say that quite a bit. Now, I, I don't have Joel Turner here today, <laughs> but he would destroy you, just so yeah, you know. That's like, fair. Okay. That's fair. I'm into it. Need to get destroyed to learn a few things. He's destroyed us all. Good. 
but he's got he's a great dude. Like yeah. he's got a good heart. Um, he's got a new release. It's a uh, it's made by Stan. Okay. And it's got a click in it, and it's a thumb button. So okay, I've never used a thumb button. It clicks, and then it breaks. So you, oh. the click tells you it's a good like mechanoreceptor to tell you like. Here I go. I'm not going to get into the weeds with that. Fair. But Interesting. You should look at um, the release that you do have that you train with. It's called the Silverback from, shout out to John Dudley. It's a good thing to start with, um, but I certainly don't think it would be a good solution um, at this point in your career. Yeah. I think I would keep it for maybe some blank bailing in the winter. Excuse me, but I would like to see you maybe get into even the release you have, yeah. just using it properly. That could be my, I, we didn't say it, but that could be my third mistake. I just hunted with the silverback. You did. Throw that on the list. It, I don't think <laughs> it's a mistake, man. I think guys can do it, but I've i I heard it. people do it. I was like, sweet, it's, I'm used to it. Dudley will tell you it's totally doable. And I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. You know, different yeah. strokes, different folks. Yeah. But I watched a guy, uh, Tyler <clears throat> would back me up, like the firefighter guy in Canada shot a bear. But he was at full draw three or four different times with the safety off, and the bear wouldn't hold still. Mm. And you can't make that thing go off when you want it, right? Right, right. And it's three times he had to let down. And finally, when he did get it, the bear to hold still, he kept pulling, and it finally broke. But the bear already took a step, and he, you know, he hit it back. Oh, really? And it was a rodeo. He did get it. Oh, We'll sweet. leave out the details, but it was yeah, a rodeo. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I I wouldn't hunt yeah, with it personally. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I've learned. But I, I would train I, with it. I think that's my takeaway. Like I started blank bailing. I just, I mean, I literally started with the the J Dud videos. I mean, just. I think they're awesome. Yeah, and I, John's good for the community. But uh, you know, there's just different opinions out there. Yeah, and you got to figure out which resource you trust. Which ultimately it's you. What works for you? Yeah, yeah. Kramer. That's not, been the spot hog lately. For okay. Me. It's like I just like it. I don't know why. Maybe you do pick up an extra spot hog today. Yeah. If Josh has any in stock. And then what I do with my extra release is I have a special spot in my backpack, my oak backpack, okay. where I put it, I zip it, and I hope I never see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know it's there. Fair. Last year, Fair. I visited my backup release. I finally mm. set one down on the ground, and I don't know where. Somewhere in Idaho. There it is. It's still there. Somebody's got it. So two is one. Yeah. Um, Broadheads, gear. Where's your little? I got. Yeah, here we are. I can bring your stuff on over. Um, I guess we can bust up broadheads for now. I do have. It's not an on-the-go like kit, but this is like the archery box. Ooh, I like it. And it's labeled archery supply in a tackle box. Don't mind if. So these were free. Ooh. So QAD. Uh, well, that's the brand. They also make broadheads, <laughs> yes, and they make a good rest. Yeah, there we go. So, so I had I bought these because last year I had a four mil arrow, and they had a deep six. Deep six. Are these deep six? Those are not deep six. I have the deep six in here for the four mils. Okay. And they just sent the wrong one, and I got to keep it. I guess. Nice. So, Thanks, sweet. QAB. Um, so there's those. Um, I couldn't get those to fit the FMJs properly. I don't know why. Somebody, really? Somebody knows why. They wouldn't go in. It's, you probably screwed up on the hit insert. Did you do the hit inserts yourself? I did. Yeah, you probably met. There we go. So, um, and there's a way to do those. Long story short, when you do hit inserts and you have the little tool, yeah, yeah, yeah. pull the knock out of the back, 
Put it in, turn it. Is it air? Pull out, let it, and then let it dry like that. Don't tip it up. I mean, I, I for sure did it wrong. These are all the things I've made mistakes on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. anyways, yeah. highly approve. If oh, this, sweet. If these fly good for you and your bow's tuned, these are yeah. highly approved. What else you got? These, I'll be fully honest with you, these just look cool. Uh, I have no reason. Yeah. As to why. I, I thought it's rather it's a two blade. Um, like I said, that's all I got for you on that. I would be interested to see how these mag and these Magnus Stingers, these have been out forever, right? Have they? Yeah. And they're, yeah, Magnus Stinger broadheads, and they're sharp, right? And they're... Like, they make a four blade. Like I said, I just was like, man, two blades is kind of like legendary looking. Either my hair is really... Okay. These are not sharp. I can't cut the hair. Well, there we go. Take them back. Shit. <laughs> touch them up, man. But, touch them up, yeah. Um, I like the long, like three to one type thing, and I know these would penetrate, and they're vented. They probably fly good. They don't have bleeders. They don't have bleeder okay. blades. And so it's going to, like, when you actually sharpen these really sharp, they're going to leave such a clean hole on an elk, and an elk's got the most mm. magnificent hide you've ever seen that I don't think you'd find a lot of blood on the ground. Now, I'll get a bunch of emails from all these guys telling me that I'm wrong and how they have, but I'm just telling you that oh, yeah. these are going to be a really clean cut, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you ever cut yourself and you're, like, looking to see if you're bleeding and you're not sure? Yeah. And you're like, oh, am I, oh, that's what these are like. Like, they're just going to, like, the animal almost won't even know that they're shot. It's just going to slice go through it's not gonna really like open. create this giant yeah, yeah. opening i see for blood to leave the container so definitely sharpen these up but i mean if i had to choose you go tell on. me what kind of entry exit hole you're gonna get a yeah. triangle hole with these entry and exit whereas this one is gonna penetrate better no doubt right yeah, no yeah, doubt yeah. but could be so i like the iron wheels i'm kind of iron wheeled out today oh there we go but even with iron wheels, I haven't had. I've had some bulls that didn't hardly bleed. Now they died within sight, so I can't okay. complain. Is it a, is that a two blade? It's or a two. It's a cut on contact, but they have bleeders. Oh, okay. And there's a single bevel, whereas okay. this is a double bevel. Oh. But this looks like honestly, this looks really badass. Yeah, I just kind of wish it had ble- bleeders. <laughs> they make a version with. And like do you not a sharpen little bleeders? Do you have a sharpening kit? I don't have a sharpening kit. This would need it. That's fair. Let me just check one more in case maybe I just grabbed a. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. You haven't shot these before, right? I haven't shot those yet. And I actually haven't got to shoot these on a 5 mil arrow yet. Just shot the 4 mils last year. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These need to be sharpened, bro. Snow. That's, that's my... Snow Havilon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I like the QADs. I also like Grim Reaper Micro Hades oh, or yeah. the Hades Pro. Oh, I, I mean, I always tell people when they ask me officially, I'm just like, here's the deal. I like, if you're on a budget, get the Made in America Grim Reapers. Hmm. And I think that QADs fall under that category for budget broadheads that are proven. These yeah, are proven. Yeah. 
Or if you're not on a budget, go get the iron wheels. Hmm. Okay. Specifically, I like the single bevels. Okay. They because it's single bevel, it just it's tearing up. Oh, it's insane. It's like running one of your drill motors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the the flesh. <laughs> okay, next question. Boom! There we are. More gear. Um, like I said a little bit earlier, so camo is a question for me. Um, this is I gotta send this back because I'm a little huskier than I thought. But um, what are these? You this, ordered mediums? The no larges. In Sitka and they don't fit. No, I don't know. Um, anyway, larges sausage in there. Gotta send them back. Um, but anyway, I went with an open country camo. That's what they called it. Yeah. Um, I thought there'd be a few more greens in there. There's a little bit of green. Anyway, um, I got a ton of questions. You get into the world of camo, I feel like there's so many different patterns. Yeah. Seems like there's a ton of companies. Um, yeah. What do you do? I know it's like based on where you hunt. I know some of that. Um, okay, so I think that's so, a thing that I, let me see this. I think you're majoring in the minors. I think you okay. need to pay more attention about being sneaky, using the terrain, and taking advantage of opportunities when the elk are their guards down. Okay. I don't get wrapped up in the camo. In fact, I'm Sweet. actually doing born primitive this year. They don't even make a camouflage. Cool. Okay. Optifade. That's kind of what I want to hear. Subalpine. I like subalpine way better than Optifade if you're looking at Sika gear. Okay. Um, and I'm going to have Tyler in a moment come over because he's got a whole expose as to what animals see and don't see and, you know, um, which cones are in their eyes and which colors do well and ultraviolet, like all that stuff does yeah, matter. Yeah. So I'm going to have, Tyler, you're going to be a guest today. Hopefully you remember all that. But I'm going to tell you, if I had to pick a pattern from Sika, it'd be the subalpine. Okay. 100%. Okay. So it's good to know. Um, but yeah, these are fine. You can that's still kill note. stuff in them. What else you got? So Tyler, that's at a, some point when you're ready, note. you're going to take my spot and drop knowledge bombs. Um, we got that. This is just water pack to go under normal pack. Granted, Does your pack not have a bladder holder for this? It doesn't. It doesn't. And I, so Ooh. I'll say this. I need to explain this. At least hunting in that spot, you know, that we've hunted before, um, I'm not packing in this giant backpack. Okay. I'm walking in the... You're light. I'm light. Okay. I'm light. Like bino harness and like fanny pack style, and I'm oh, good. Really? Uh, because I'm just walking in every day. Okay. I'm just walking in every day. There's no spike camp. There's no bivouacking. It's all from the truck. No. The I will say, in those first two rookie videos, I think what you called bivouacking? Yeah. Is that where you place, place a backpack? Is that that one? That's spike. That's spike. You like dedicate, like we're going to spike out here. Bivy is like, eh, it's dark. All my shit's on my back. I'll sleep here tonight. Okay, I got you. The spiking then, I'm interested in that. Because at least this spot would make a lot of sense. Because you're shaving it's, unnecessary mileage. Exactly. Day day. Well, and especially if like if it takes me the whole month, I'm gonna be gassed. So if I can shave any of that time, grab any of that rest, whatever, uh, that's I valuable. Think you, I think you should have a spike camp. That's for sure. That's valuable. So at any rate, that kind of leads to the next backpack. This is this is nothing special. I mean, this okay. is just your hiker. This has done well for me. This is just an impulse buy 10 years ago, barely used. Um, probably everybody would say, like, all the straps are crazy and whatever. You got a place um, for a bladder. Is there a place for a bladder? Yep. Boom. We will. So Tyler is my gear guy. 
I'm moving out of that space. He's going to take my spot and talk to you about clothing and this backpack. But Tyler and I are huge fans of like, if you're on a budget, you don't have to buy hunting specific backpack. Yeah. You that, can buy whatever backpacking. So this could be a great option for you. I mean, you. it's like grandpa was knocking. Keep him. that over here. I think Tyler, we'll have Tyler audit it in a second. It's what like, else you got? Grandpa's knocking him dead with the aluminum frame. So all exactly. Good. All good there. Um, just throw this in the pack. Obvious, yeah. Obviously. It's pretty hot. Um, Rain jacket. I mean, this is bright blue. Tyler would probably say something about this, but just rain jacket. It's the only one I own. It's so. really heavy, though. It's very heavy. There's not a lot of rain out there, but when you get rain, and honestly, you know. for a rain jacket, this just does. I don't believe this to be fully rainproof, waterproof. It's probably not. Yeah, I, it's. <laughs> I don't like this. I want you to don't be a cheapskate. Spend the loot on good rain gear. Uh, but cry, like buy once, cry once, and just start with a good top that Fair. you can that is way lighter than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And packable, and actually prevents you from getting wet. Which, like, I was just at TAC when we shot. I wore some rain jacket thing, and I got completely soaked to the bone. And so did my cameraman. It's summer. Like we came down off the mountain at the base, and like I'm talking to people, and I'm shivering, <laughs> and it's. 70 degrees it's because yeah, yeah, water yeah. steals heat totally. away from your body totally. so i dislike that and i feel like that's a must for you yeah no, okay that, you'd think i'd have more where i grew up but um again nothing special here headlamp this, this is a headlamp how many do you how many are in your pack one amateur <laughs> amateur come two. on two is one two is one and i want batteries for both fresh batteries for both and some backup and if yeah. you're really like Tyler, you probably have an extra bulb. Like Tyler's the always like when you forget something, yeah, that's, that's you ask Tyler, "Hey, can I borrow this?" Because I know you have an extra. Yeah, that's Tyler. I want a little note is uh, extra battery for the range finder. I I noticed that. I just I, purchased I was, like, six. It together. It's a CR one two three, I believe, for most range finders. I just bought six of them. I keep one in my bino harness. I keep one in my tote at camp. I keep one in my backpack. Like I'm paranoid about not being able to have a rangefinder. So, just med kit. Med kit. Okay, we Easy. will save that. Tyler, you're a star on this podcast. Tyler, will, he's a paramedic. Med kit. We'll have him audit that. Um, yeah, audit that. Um, this is just your long johns. Layers. Nothing, synthetics. Nothing special. There. Good. I like. Yeah, in the process of getting all the camo, so I know we kind of touched on that, but figuring the camo thing Find out. yourself a good mountain pant. Like, honestly, I hardly change. I don't change clothes very often. Like, I've been known to wear the same pant an entire hunt. Uh, I've been known to change underwear a couple days and socks a couple days. That's it on a backpack yeah. hunt. Yeah. But I find a good pant. I'm not changing pants. I like a reinforced knee, reinforced butt that articulates Okay, so like but the Born Primitive stuff, I think you should check out. Obviously, I think it's really well priced, and I can hook you up with a discount. But the also like the Sika stuff, they have um, the Mountain Pant, I believe it's or the Ascent. Those are all good options. You just got to find yeah, a good yeah. pant that's going to last and not get torn apart. How do you feel about knee pads? I personally love them. Okay. Because where you're hunting, I would be crawling, stalking, totally. not vocalizing. Yeah. Not giving yeah. away my location. Yeah. Which yeah, we're yeah. going to get into tactics in a second. Any other gear you want to touch in um, on? The only other thing is probably just trekking good, poles or life. Poles. Which ones are these? Uh, Costco special. Dude, Tyler has these and he gives them high remarks. Cool. And Costco. we have uh, we're doing a trekking test out right now. Oh, sweet! And Tyler, are you testing these too, or kind of already tested them? I, I, yeah, 
I sent Josh Crawford. He's in Glacier right now. He's testing out two of the black diamonds. Mm. I've been testing the sissy sticks. Um, just find a pair that you can't break. That's really it. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to put him to the test out with the backpack, weighted. Here we go. Boyle, um, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't care about this if I wasn't coming to show you. Um, but I bought this. Okay, what is it? Um, this is just a quick jet boil. Um, I don't think this is jet boil, though. This is like a different brand or whatever. Yeah, different brand. Um, Camp Chef makes one. It's a little heavier, a little bulkier. Yeah, it's, it's bigger. I noticed that. Too. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you Maybe know that, something we don't know. You have not used this ever. Not use that this ever. This is brand new. Like I said, that would be like a I luxury for me. I don't actually really This would be care. good for Tyler since he drinks so much coffee. He could actually yeah. pour quite a bit yeah, into his yeah. cup. But like Tyler don't leave the mountain or leave his truck without this kind of system. With like him. Every style of hunt because he's addicted to coffee. Well, cool. And I respect that. I think yeah. that's gangster. So you, this is you, good. If you, you wanted to it. save weight over time, you might want to upgrade to the Jetboil Flash or yeah, something like that. Or an fair. MSR option. This yeah. is just a little big, but yeah. this will work. Like I said, that's kind of like a luxury in my mind. Leave it at I, Spike Camp. Yeah. Then you're not lugging it yeah. around. What are you going to do for a shelter at this Spike Camp? Um, yeah, if we were just doing a Spike Camp, I'd be tenting it. You got a tent um, picked we just out? Got a, yeah, we got a tent. Sierra Design. My wife did the PCT with this puppy, so. Badass. Tried, tried and true. Um, this is just a bag, sleeper. What's also, the degree also, on it? Also was on the PCT. Is this a zero, a 10, a 20? It's probably a 20. Yeah, I don't know. You should um, know that. Figure I should that know out. that. You'll have to figure there that out. Go. Note taken. Um, these, I don't know. Yeah, garbage. Get some good synthetic game bags. So that's so that's a good question that I have. You like those are reusable. I'm presume. I, yeah, I presume. There we go. Booyah! That's a good question answered. Um, wind checker. That's what we got there. I need like eight of these. Eight of these. Yep. yep. I think I'd prefer Nuancy the round bottle. Yeah. This big. I do like smoking the bottle. Than that big. Um, this is to charge the phone. Um, does it have nothing, a, nothing crazy oh there. nice does it actually recharge have you tested how many charges you can get out of it I've never tested how many I know it works but I never tested I think how you're going to want an additional like a goal zero okay. to plug into this because if you are spiking out for seven days you need comms what's your other option for communications besides your phone um, none nothing you have two kids or you have one on the way I have three yeah yeah you don't get to not have an in reach at Fair that point enough. too many people count on you Fair enough. You know what I mean? Fair. So that pull the trigger on that, and you can get. You got to pay a fee. Like Zolio is a good one. Enrich is a good one. You pay like a fee, thirty, forty bucks, and then you can just go monthly. Yeah. yeah. And you can just deactivate it for the rest of the year. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a note. Like on the hunt, uh, I used Onyx for those those elk hunts, um, and I just did the free one week trial. Kind of did it that way. Um, then I learned the boundaries at that point. Um, so be using that. So I would be phone, on Onyx every phone, day, all day. Phone with me. Like I don't memorize boundaries and I don't do things in the gray because you do not want to get in trouble. Yeah, and I don't so, want to get in trouble. Um, get the, is it Oregon you're hunting or Washington that say? Are you hunting Oregon? Potentially both, but. Okay, so get, get the elite membership so you can run both okay. and download your maps ahead of time and start using Onyx to e-scout from your desktop because you can really tilt it and do 3D yeah, and do good things. You need to have a membership to that. 
Hmm. Um, Fair enough. Enter in elk shape. It saves you, I think it's 99 bucks. So it'll, say, it'll be 80 or 79 bucks. Hmm. Get that. Try it out this year. If you don't like it, cancel it. But um, I literally live and die off Onyx. Yeah. Like I'm more worried about having backup chargers because I'm running, I'm running tracking all day. I'm literally documenting where the elk travel, their elk corridors. I'm constantly referring to the terrain, trying to find little benches and parks and micro meadows, places to potentially get water. Hmm. And all the intel that I've marked up in the off season is on my OnX. Get your OnX done today. Like there that is go. a must. Okay. There we go. So that's basically it there. The only, I learned this from the first two videos, though I would carry the earplugs anyway for sleeping, but I cover. 100%. That's, uh, that's one note. I've just been doing that in my normal life recently. Um, if this could come with me in some capacity. Maybe, At the truck, yeah. Maybe broken down in some way. There's the extra release. This will probably go in my bino harness. This is just I think that would be good. Couple extra blades Look here. Look at you. Um, Guys, he's got like a portable little tackle box. And so I want you to add some of the repair kit stuff that you learned yeah. today. Dad, you're going to film some of that, right? And you're going to get that to me for our video. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll get to meet Josh and Justin. Let's move on to Elk Tactics because this is the Elk Shape Podcast. And then I'm going to have you Fair finish enough. with Tyler um, doing a quick consult on some Fair of your decisions. So, Tyler, I hope you don't mind. Um, so what kind of elk hunting specific questions? I think one of the things we talked about earlier that I kind of got excited was he's like, I, I think I want a solo elk hunt. And I'm like, absolutely. If you have the personality for it, you, you're going to, I think you have higher odds of killing in some instances, in a lot of instances. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. So going solo sucks when you kill one, then you got to yeah. pack it out. Yeah. Yeah. Solo hunting is harder and lonelier. So you got to understand if you're okay with being by yourself. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's awesome. Like, yeah, no problem there for me. I love it. Okay. Um, yeah. It is, if you're going to play the vocalization game, which I got to shoot you straight, everything you've described about your hunt in that one state just sounds like a pure spot and stock, ambush, interception, leave all your calls in the truck. Hmm. That's what it sounded like to me. That'd be sweet to me because I don't know how to use any of those. Okay. <laughs> and then the guys that are like mad because they're really good at calling and they're like, no, 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 you should, I can call in any bull. No, you can't. Hmm. Not on public land. Yeah. There are yeah. some bulls that are just, they're just going to 180 or the lead cow is going to 180 when they hear a synthetic sound or, or any sound. Um, but I think you should know how to do both. Yeah. I think yeah, it'd yeah. be a mistake not I wanna, to do I want to learn. I, I try to like look into it. So you to, don't even own a bugle tube? I don't even own a bugle tube. I was like trying to research and learn about him. Uh, Maybe I'll give you an extra bugle tube today. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I just I don't know what to say. I simply just don't know anything about it. The, uh, Phelps makes the smaller one. It's really packable. That I would least have for doing location bugles. Like. Maybe it's 11 p.m. and you're at your spike camp and you're like, man, son of a gun. Dan told me to do this. I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to go night bugling at 11 p.m. So after dinner, when you're tired, you make some coffee and you go on a walkabout. And I promise you, like, you're going to get that sleep made up at some point. Yeah, It yeah. just might not be in September. And you're going to go on a walkabout from 11 <laughs> like. to 3 a.m. And you're just going to stay on top of ridges and you're going to go night bugling. And you're going to just drop a pin and every bull that you get to answer is um, 
$100 you're going to send me. No, not really. I'm joking. But like, it feels like that to me. Like when a bull bugles to me at night in the dark, I feel like I just got a $100 bill, hmm. mark it, put it away, and I'm trying to stack cash. I'm trying to get right, right, right. several bulls located. That's kind of what I call it. So I want you to try and that. That'd be like the benefit of spike camp, right? Yes. It's like you're out there. You're already out there. Yeah. What's another three-mile loop in the dark when it's cool? You can yeah, walk yeah, at a yeah. slow pace and you can locate elk. And sometimes you don't even have to locate. Like they're already doing elk things hmm. and you're just observing. You're just listening. You're getting to know the vibe. You kind of understand, okay, that's the herd bull for sure. That's a potential satellite that wants some. And that's a squeaky little satellite who don't know what's going on. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like having multiple bulls hmm. discussing the options of these cows in their own way, yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. night bugling's a thing. Spike oh, camping's a know. thing. Yeah. Being by yourself is a thing. And then start <clears throat> start dissecting how the elk use the terrain. Hmm. You're going back to the same spot, which is nice. Like as you learn the country, each year you go back, you put in more pieces of this puzzle together, right? Right, right. And now you're just missing a few pieces. If you can start figuring out how they use the terrain and their tendencies of where do they like to get water? What time do they head for bed? What does the prevailing wind do here in the morning, in the middle of the day, and mm. in the evening? What prevailing, not thermal. Yeah, yeah. What happens to the prevailing when the thermals compete? Um, where do hunters like to come in and screw everything up for everybody? Like going back to the same spot year for year is an advantage for yeah, sure. Yeah. As long as the elk are still there. Right, right. But if you think you have a honey hole all to yourself that no one's found out, bro. You can thank Mark Livesey and his amazing e-scouting course. Everyone knows everything, so you have to pivot. Yeah, yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? For sure. Yeah. Okay. What other questions yeah. you got? Um, as far as elk hunting, um, I guess scent would be a question. Uh, I know, like we talked about wind, some. This is. Awesome. I guess it's always been like a funny like. Are you really spraying yourself with all those products and whatever else wearing deodorant that's made by some hunting company? Mm, it's good. Uh, I don't really want to buy all that stuff. Yeah. I'll be fully honest. I don't. Uh, do you think. Anyway. Do you really think an elk's not going to smell you because you sprayed down with elk piss? <laughs> I, mean, I think he's going to smell you. Yeah. That's what I think. Their olfactory and receptor sites are undeniable. They make a living. Okay, For and sure. you're a guest, right? Like honestly, the mountains are not our home. Right, we think right. we like to think that the mountains are our home. Yeah, and we lie to ourselves. We are purely just a guest, and we're running on borrowed time. Mm. So I don't think you should concern yourself with showering um, unless it's super convenient. It could help for sure. Yeah. I think wearing scent masking things could help for sure, but I honestly don't worry about it. Deodorant, I'd try to do that just so I don't have to smell myself. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's usually a scent, like a Tom's type deodorant that's like a natural. And those, and those natural deodorants don't even work that good anyways, right? Like yeah, in yeah. general. Um, but no, I don't buy elk piss in a bottle. I don't spray any of that. Sweet. Um, none of that. I don't, I'm not whitetail hunting. Yeah. In fact, if you're sneaking around on elk and not making a lot of noise, you're suspicious. You're, you're sus, as the mm. kids would say. Hmm. I just found out what that means. You're sus. Yeah. You're I'm, sus. I'm a little late to all that too. Yeah. So they will suspect that you are a predator if yeah. you're sneaking. Because mountain lions sneak, bears sneak, wolves sneak. Humans sneak too much when they're elk hunting. 
Man, walk, break sticks, whatever. The only time I'm really, truly sneaking is like if I am vocalizing with an elk and I need to get to the hang-up spot without mm. breaking a branch because they will hear that. Right, right, and right. I will make a sound, make that last sound, maybe cut off bugle, and then I'm like sneaking to the hang-up spot that I think is I'm going to sneak. Or um, I'm trying to maybe like spot and stalk an elk or I'm um, still hunting in timber, taking a step, glassing. I know they're bedded in this patch of timber. That's when I'm sneaky. But if any other time, I'm pretty much just normal, loud, walking, mm. not concerned about yeah, sound. Yeah. I'm concerned about smell. Okay. And I'm not concerned about diminishing my smell. I'm concerned with my smell not blowing into their nose. So just wind. 100% wind. 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 And it's always inconvenient, Kramer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially on day seven <laughs> when you're effing tired and that little voice is whispering to you saying, Kramer. You don't need to go that extra quarter mile, 500 vertical feet. The wind's okay here. You'll be all right. Lies. Lies. And you will Shut be lazy, down. and it will be so seductive to just go for it. And no, you, you just do the extra step. Don't bump the elk. Get the wind proper. Your odds go up. There we go. And day seven, tough to do that, man. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I get my other question. Um, I think there's two different like instances that I've been in where, say, it's like two bulls together, or it's the herd. They like seem like two very different instances to me and in how you would approach those two things. Um, what do you do? Like, I know mm-hmm. there's a number of factors in there. Like, how far are you away? You know, when? Like we're saying, but yeah it, it's like is one more is one more worth the pursuit with the herd am i waiting for like some to peel off or like behind yeah. or like these sort of things well we're gonna go back to the beginning of the podcast <clears throat> what is success for you you define what your goals are and what you'd be happy with my definition of success and yours might look a lot different it's fair okay so would you be willing to kill any elk cow calf spike rag herd bull like do you have Hundred percent. I'm not biased at this point in my hunting. You career. literally want a dead animal in front of you. Yeah. Have you ever killed an animal with your bow? No. Okay. So, by the way, killing an elk for your first <clears throat> archery kill, kind of tough. I would suggest that you kill some stuff with your bow before elk season. Yeah. I tell guys all at my camps, I'm like, grab two grand, go down to Texas, pay a landowner a five hundred dollar trust fee, trespass fee, and kill as many pigs as possible and get in the red zone and just understand like what it takes to like shoot an animal with a lot of adrenaline that yeah, yeah. we don't duplicate. Um, it's going to be tricky for your elk to be a first kill, but not impossible. But I'm just, the point of all that is to understand what a successful elk season looks like for you. Um, and everyone's a little different for me. I still don't get caught up in antler size. Like, I'm not mm. like, I need to kill a 300-inch public land over-the-counter bull. Like, that's not a, like, I have a couple elk tags. I need to kill a bull. Yeah. For yeah. sure, and I don't really want to kill a spike. I'll kill, you know, I'm looking to look for a good bull, but I have a lot of time, and I'll have, like, a cutoff date. And if I haven't killed a bull by then, then I'm going to be way less picky mm. because, damn it, I'm going to eat elk in 2024. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I kind of have my deal. You need to figure out what your deal is. It's fair. Um, but herd behavior is going to vary depending on terrain. Like down in certain desert t- type areas, man, the bulls are really into. Uh, they don't rake a lot. Whereas you get in more thick 
Wyoming, Northwest Montana, North Idaho, like raking is such a good, it's, almost, it's damn near as good as calling. Like hmm. they're so reactive to raking. Whereas some, and, and bulls rake everywhere, right? Like they have to rub the velvet off. But yeah, yeah. I've just seen open country bulls not as, raking's not as a big deal as more of like displaying. And displaying can be literally just tilting your head back and walking in a sideline towards another bull and be like, this is what's up, you know. Whereas rag bulls, they're, they can be dumb, but they also can be really smart. And cows, you know, they're in heat for 12 hours. Hopefully those 12 hours are during daylight hours. That's those magical days that we all live for. And that's the days you want to catch. Um, But a lot of times, you know, open country herds are usually bigger. So what's the average size of herds you've been seeing? Um, On those, or on the one hunt, it's like, I'm guessing I'm like 70. Oh, yeah. See, now you're hunting those open country, bigger herds. So those ones are tricky. Perfect scenario for you on that is if a cow comes into estrus and a herd bull, a lot of times with that many cows, will hook her and take her away from everybody. Hmm. And then all the satellites come pouring in. They are taking over the herd for the entire day. They are fighting. They are bugling. Hmm. They literally are living on false hope because the herd bull will be back in a few hours. (laughs) And that is when magic happens. So keep an eye out for that. That does happen in open terrain. I've Hmm. seen that happen a lot. Hmm. Um, or they've had their asses handed to them so much. They're just going to be horned up on the sidelines, waiting for the herd bull to be irresponsible and try to come in and hook. And they will usually not step up to the herd bull. They'll kind of be real cautious. Hmm. But if you get into that scenario and you're closer to him and you just do a couple of calf calls or cow calls, cause you've been practicing right, after right. we talked today, you could call him in like that. Hmm. And that could be a great encounter. Um, and then also just, watching the herd, intercepting, yeah, yeah. or ambushing. And I really want to encourage everyone listening to like really take advantage of the evening thermals. Hmm. You know, a lot of guys are concerned about getting back to camp at a decent time, and I, I understand that. Um, but those concerns do go away for me when I'm, I have 20 minutes of daylight and I'm in tight with elk. I'm hmm. bubbled. I'm going to be like, you know what? You're going to have to walk in the dark anyways. Let's hunt these last 20 minutes of super dependable thermal, and let's see if we can get an interception. Mm. Let's pick off this herd. Let's get into a spot where we can make a move. Elk like to cross through saddles. Elk like to be nice and tightly grouped when they get up in the, from their evening bedding all day, and then they slowly start spreading out as they get closer to their food source mm. or on their way to their food source. Or maybe they're starting to feed right there from the bedroom, and they got a ways to go. They'll start to fan out. And that's when you can make moves. Hmm. So you asked a vague question. I was just trying okay. to cover as that's many fair. scenarios yeah, yeah. as no, you I might. Understand. But to recap, solo elk hunting where it's at. Being I'm, I'm mentally tough is where it's at. So do hard shit right now between mm-hmm. now and then so that you're tough. Get yourself some satellite communication. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go get you taken care of with your bow today. I'm really excited about that. And I'm just asking you, Kramer, to control everything you can control. Right, right. And then leave the rest. Like, you're not going to be able to control other hunters driving illegally on their (laughs) four-wheelers, messing up your herd like last year, and jumping out. Uh, And you're in perfect position, and they screw it all up. It's okay to get mad a little, but you're going to have to respond. Hmm. And you can't control them. And I would not even waste your time talking to them or yelling at them or trying to understand them. Like... Other, there's, there's a bunch of really good hunters out there. You'll find them too. 
So I wanted to end with Tyler doing a quick consult on your okay. gear. Okay. But this is my part where I'm going to – Tyler, don't forget to tell everybody separations and the preparation at the end. You're closing it out. I just want to give you Boom. a handshake. Yeah. I would really appreciate you coming you, down. Sir. I don't know everything. I'm just going off of some stuff I've learned mm. along the way. And guess what? I'm still a student of the game. Yeah, I'm still yeah. learning. So – Cool. Tyler Denham, take it away. It. Yep. Matthews Incorporated out of Sparta, Wisconsin. My go-to is a Phase 429. That's what I'll be using for the 2023 fall elk season just around the corner. If you're a little bit longer draw, check out the 33. Vortex Optics. Get your optics online and save some loot. Eurooptic.com. Discount code ELK10. Takes 10% off. On X Hunt, elite membership, all 50 states. Do your e-scouting. Get your 3D. Add your waypoints. Run your tracking. Drop a pin when you drop your bull. Discount code Elkshape takes 20% off. Kufaru International running the tactical or the duplex light frame with the hoodlum or bedlam. If you see me at a total archery challenge, I'll probably run in the Kufaru hip quiver. Made in the USA and I stand behind as the best frame on the market. MagView gear made in America. Lifetime warranty. No phone case. Access to all three cameras on your iPhone or Android. Discount code Elkshape 10% off. They also make a Attachments for binoculars so that you can do digiscoping proper. Wilderness Athlete, new discount code. We have several elk shaped stacks. Click the link in the show notes. Discount code elk shape 2023. Crispy boots, probably the new fancy boot of the year is the Brickstall Mountain GTX. I got a lot of miles with that. It's gonna be my starter for the all-around mountain. Very light. Flex rating of a three or four somewhere in there. Super dependable, all synthetic, very breathable. If you're not sure, you can always drop down to Laponia 2s. I stand behind them. Buck knives. The Alpha Scout, the Alpha Hunter, the Pack Light options, all those are in my kill kit. Check it out, Buck since 1902. Stealth Cam, cellular and non cellular, 20% off. Use the discount code ElkShape20. Run that camera on 4K. 10% off discount code is ElkShape10. You can get multiple cams or just run one. You can choose several plans and be on your way getting transmissions. The new Deceptor has that on demand mode, so you can hit a button and get a photo from your camera right on demand. It's pretty sick. Check it out, Marsupial. I'm running the Bino harness 10 by 42s got the rangefinder pouch and pocket made out of arizona jim's a good buddy of mine i think it's the best bino harness on the market new to you guys but not new to me born primitive they've been making workout gear in the crossfit scene and fitness space for a long time they have a military background they also hired aaron snyder to consult to make their outdoor line and i've been running it well for the last six months behind the scenes i had all the samples i'm committed i'm going for it so i am running born primitive click the link in the show notes to see what lineups i run not only on the workout side of things but also in the field. It's pretty exciting for me to see a big fitness company get into the hunting space and I want to support them. Baku e-bikes discount code Elkshape takes $300 off. And of course, if you are buying gear, discount code Elkshape 10% off at blackovis.com. Back to the podcast. So the cam- camo question and <clears throat> there's a lot of debate on what's what's the best camo and everybody will say they have the best. Uh, some of the things that I've picked up is that one, uh, animals um, can't see red. They don't have red receptors in their eyes. They also, we have a what is called a UV filter in our eye, so we can't see ultraviolet light, right? They can. Hmm. And the color spectrum that's ultraviolet is in that is blue. So your blue jacket. The rain jacket. Is, is hard pass. Hard. It's, unless you're, planning on hunting in it like if you're just using it as like a emergency i'm gonna put it on and sit here wait for it to stop raining it's okay um but i would 
I would just find a black just one. Find a black one. Find a black one. That's probably pretty easy to do. <clears throat> yeah, I have I've hunted in black ones quite a bit, um, and every company makes a black <laughs> rain jacket. If you wanna if you wanna go with uh, finding either if you wanna not have a hunting specific one, um, just find a black one. Yeah. If you yeah, were, yeah, yeah. if you're trying to save yeah. some money, that that works. Um, the next thing, so blue is is Blue's bad. Out. Um, and then the grays have a lot of blue in them. So I try to avoid, I've actually, so there's I've, some blue in here, I'd say. So yes. So usually grays have a little bit of blue in them. Like we don't really pick up on it as much, but animals can. Um, that being said, I've killed a lot of things wearing this camo. So it's that specific camo, that specific camo. Um, and Dan used to wear similar. Um, he talked about the, or he, he's worn this before too. And, um, the, so the subalpine has a lot more greens in them. Hmm. Animals can't see green. So okay. they don't, they don't care Even if, if you're, you're seeing like barren brown. So they see green, they see a lot of green. That's, um, if you look up the gore, um, was it some sort of science of vision or whatever it is, okay. uh, the way they figured out what they thought would work best for their camo is they looked at what animals see and I don't know all the science behind it, but the green they see in this gray scale. So they see all everything we see as green, they see as a, as some sort of a gray color. That's why they have a lot of grays in there. Hmm. It's just when we make a gray color in our in clothing, there's usually a lot of blue dyes that go into it or like some blue hmm. dyes. And that's kind of what I think you want to avoid. Um, but a lot of camels have some gray in them. Um, I hunt in a lot of, uh, solids. I like light gray or not gray, light tan solid colors or like, um, OD green, even though they can't, even though they can't see green, they see it as a gray. And if it's similar to the other greens in the area, they're going to see it similarly. But the most important thing with animals, it doesn't matter what camel you wear, it's the movement they pick up on. Fair so enough. if you are out there and you're not paying attention to what they're looking at and they're looking at you and you move, especially sideways movements, they're going to pick you off. My camo is not going to save your me. Your camo is not going to save you. They're <laughs> going to pick you off and they're going to stare at you until they run off, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, That's good number one, um, if, you're, if you don't want a specific camo, I wear all kinds of camos. I mix and match camos all the time. It doesn't matter to me what camo it is. It's more the piece that I'm interested in, yeah, not yeah. the camo co- pattern. I that. I like that answer. Um, so, like, find pieces you like. I love the Jetstream uh, jacket from Sitka. Okay. It's got a... Just like the jacket itself. The How jacket. It's I just like the jacket. Yeah. I don't... It's in this open camo color. I don't care. But I love the jacket because it's got a windstopper um, uh, layer in it. Mm-hmm. So it's not waterproof. It's, um, it's a soft shell outer, so it's more quiet than rain jacket. It can handle some rain. And then it's got the windstopper, so it's a thinner fleece material, but, and it's lighter. But it stops the wind, and that's what makes you cold. Hmm. Like the wind cutting oh, totally. through your your clothing will make you cold faster than anything else. Yeah. So I really love that piece, and I I probably have it in my like I will wear it until it starts smelling so bad that I can't stand it hmm. anymore. Hmm. Um, 
So that's the camo piece. That's the camo backpack. The backpack. Um, this is, I believe, a North Face. That's a North Face backpack. Sixty-five. It's a sixty-five liter. liter. Um, Ton it, of buckles. So this one has a, a frame sheet with one stay in the middle, which is fine. You can adjust to your uh, your torso length, which is good. Um, these are if you're on a budget get something like this um there are some beefier ones uh out there but this one will work just fine if you you have it for packing it's comfortable meat. i mean if it's I've, comfortable I've for you that's it. great um i used to i had i wore a uh old gregory expedition pack for years um that i used on a lot of my hunts and i packed a lot of elk out with with that it's a basically it's an older similar to this but older hmm. um and it worked just fine hmm. so that you don't have to if you're on a budget you don't want to um spring for a hunting specific backpack these work these work great um and a lot of times you can get the the a little bit older and a little more beefy ones on you know marketplace or whatever for cheap because people are going with ultra light ones mm -hmm. you don't want to get an ultra light even though it's like a you can get a 65 liter that's like sub three pound pack but they won't pack the weight that you need yeah, yeah so this is this is this will work for your weight it may not be as comfortable as one that was specifically designed for for carrying more weight mm -hmm. but that'll carry a, a hindquarter you're just okay. going to basically what you're going to plan on doing is taking four trips with an elk once you get one and just that's just what it's four, yeah, yeah. four man trips. That's just what I plan on. Uh, especially with a pack like that, you're not going to be able to put, uh, two quarters into it and just be like, Oh, I'm going to man up and yeah, pack yeah. it out. Uh, it's, it's just going to be one quarter at a time. You'll end up taking them and, um, packing them up into four game bags. Uh, what I normally do is I'll do the two hind quarters as, as two, their separate bags. And then with the front quarter, I'll put one, um, one back strap, one tenderloin in one with one shoulder, same with the other one. And then all of the rest of the miscellaneous meat just kind of, um, mix in with those two front hmm. shoulders. And then you'll end up with about four packs that are about the same hmm. weight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's a good note. What else, what else gear wise did you have? Um, this is a great tent. It's, uh, so it's four pounds. You could get a lighter one if you wanted to, but It'll, it'll work just we fine. We have it, yeah. Yeah. Um, are you going, if you're going solo, like this is, uh, it says two person, but it's pretty tight with, you got to really like the person you're sleeping <laughs> yeah, next yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And like uh, my wife and I used to use a, uh, an MSR one that was very similar to this uh, backpacking, but it's it's tight and you don't have room for gear inside the tent right, you got to put right. it in the vestibule which this does have a little bit of the, of a vestibule on either side and i do like um for this style of tent i like um having the dual doors so that your buddy can get out his own side yeah, yeah and yeah. he's not crawling over you yeah that's fair um i mean those are the major i will talk to you about your hydration pack that I've had a lot of issues with hydration packs once I get, um, whether it's a bite valve that breaks, uh, this tube comes off of the uh, pack or the bladder. Those, uh, is that a camelback in there? Uh, or, no, I don't think this is camelback. The pack isn't a camelback, but this, okay, it's not a camelback. That one's not too bad. Some of the camelbacks were very susceptible to punctures. 
like you put in something oh, that's man. like not even that sharp up next to it it like basically you had to have it in its own sleeve yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. you'd get these tiny little punctures in your bladder and they'd leak and that's no good yeah. so i've gone away from using a hydration bag to um using a water bottle and then i'll have i'll use um like platypus makes a good bag bladder um or collapsible water bottle oh, and i'll okay. use those but i won't use just because i've had so many troubles with bite valves and everything yeah, breaking yeah. um i've gone away from the the hose if you if you really like that you you'll drink a lot more water that way but um one if you're you will drink more water that way you can't tell when you're getting low to like conserve oh, yeah, water yeah, yeah, yeah. or when you. you need to refill it because you just you're just drinking you don't really pay attention to it so then all of a sudden you're like you're yeah. out of water yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, the nearest water is two miles and I have no more water until right. I get there. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to stop what I'm hunting and I've got to go get water hmm. where you can, um, you can kind of tell how much water you're drinking by, okay, I drank one Nalgene, fill it back up, drink the nut and I know how many Nalgenes yeah, I have left. Uh, so that's, that, those are the reasons I've gone away from using um, the hydration bladder itself. Uh, it's just kind of pros and cons, what you want, what you don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your medical kit. Oh, yeah, the med kit. I'll be honest, I don't carry a lot of med stuff um, because I use... I can improvise with a lot of things that um, I don't bring that specific makes sense for with stuff. your experience. Yeah, and so that's a lot of it's a lot of just experience and like what you're comfortable with. Yeah. So but if you're less experienced and you're just you want to carry a little insurance, it's it's good. I'm not going to tell you not to. For sure. So you got some meds. Do you know what these meds are for? And there's some ibuprofen in here. Oh no, this is antibiotic ointment. Yeah, some ibuprofen, aspirin. You got gloves, which is good if you're working on somebody else. If you're if you get a cut, I doubt you're gonna put gloves on to work on yourself. Was that tweezers? Twe those packable tweezers. They're really not worth packing, in my opinion. I just the Leatherman had cut. Leatherman do the job would be better off, and like they just it looks cool. <laughs> they just don't work very good. They just put it in there. So they put it in it. there, so they're like, oh, yeah, we've got however many pieces of yeah, whatever exactly. in here. We threw in this cheesy pair of tweezers that aren't going to work anyway. Uh, watch, I'll end up using them. Uh, you might. Um, I, I, Like I said, I don't carry much. I do carry a Leatherman all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, A-strap, it's up to you. I carry um, Luco tape instead of this and i like i i have a lot of this stuff as different items in my pack like i don't more of some less of some well i don't have like a dedicated med kit i have i have a roll of luco tape that's in my pack i have um things that i can use as um bandages if i need to i've got um things i can use to make shift make a tourniquet if i need to I only carry drugs that I'm for sure going to use. I don't, um, if you break a bone, ibuprofen's not going to help you a whole lot. If you're carrying aspirin, you should probably just carry the baby aspirin because um, most people don't take aspirin for a headache anymore. Uh, 
what you should carry, especially if your dad's going with you, um, is baby aspirin. If, God forbid, you start having chest pains for whatever reason, four baby aspirin is what you would take right away and could help you. Are you just if, talking like for the dosage? Is that what you're getting at? Yes. But it also, so baby aspirin are chewable, right? Okay. And so it gets into your bloodstream faster. I got you. And so if okay. you do have, like, if you are getting a little bit of a chest pain or whatever, and uh, you may have a little bit of a blockage in your heart, um, those four baby aspirin thin out your blood a little bit. It helps to get around any um, obstructions in your cardiac and could prolong the time you have to get help. So that would be something. Um, obviously, you can get it over the counter. Uh, something would be better than a big aspirin. However, if you have adult aspirin, which this is three, probably 324, yeah, 325, you could take one aspirin as well. Mm. It just takes a lot takes longer long. to get into your bloodstream because you swallow it as a pill. Your digestive system has to dissolve it and get it into your system. Where you, the baby aspirin, you chew it up, it helps dissolve it faster. It's already dissolving while you're chewing it up. And then it gets into your bloodstream faster. Yeah. So it's yeah. a little a little better. If you want to, if you like, if you're somebody who has ibuprofen like for aches and pains all the time, and you take them on a regular basis, and you you're somebody who takes them while you're hunting, uh, then take the bottle, take whatever you <laughs> whatever you're gonna use, take that. Um, having I just don't carry ibuprofen. This is. Do you know what this is? Diaphan. Is that for like uh So it's diphenhydramine is the no, I don't know full name. Is. This is Benadryl. Benadryl. So if you don't know what it is and you have it in your pack, but you don't know why you're going to take it, then you probably shouldn't have it in your pack, right? So know what, know what you're it carrying. It doesn't say. Uh, I, don't I don't know what these really say. Says. It says if pregnant or breastfeeding, ask your health professional. We'll have time. We'll have time to do that. Yeah, so you're gonna get on the phone and be like, "Hey, should I take this?" Um, like for the for the guy who's not you, uh, uh, I feel like sometimes these come with like a diagram of everything on like what everything is. Could um, some of them do? But basically, you want to know if you're gonna carry it. You want to know how to use it, right? Yeah, yeah. So know that before you need it. And if you don't, aren't gonna take the time to figure out what it's used for, just leave it at home because you're not gonna use That's it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but that's Benadryl if you want to keep it in, this, in your system. Um, it is good if you do have an allergic reaction to something, uh, you can take that and it'll help. If you have hay fever, you're probably going to have some sort of uh, antihistamine anyway. Hmm. The duct tape I put on either on my water bottle or on a trekkie pole. So it's easily hmm. accessible for hot spots, Cover whatever. blue on the old poles there. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that <laughs> blue. But, uh, strategy, man. Yeah, and I would get Luco tape <laughs> instead of this tape. It'll, the Luco tape will stick a lot better. Okay. And that's, oh, you have, so for blisters, moleskin, um, it, it works once you have a blister, but it's best to treat your hot spots before you get a blister. So oh. when you, if you start feeling, oh, this is a hot spot, stop, take care of it, put some Luco tape or duct tape on your hot spot, should take care of it. If you do end up getting a blister and you're going to treat it with moleskin, you're going to want to cut a hole out of the middle of the moleskin that's the size of the blister, cover the blister with your, or it's going to go around the blister, the moleskin is, mm -hmm. and then you're going to want to cover it with some sort of tape. Got it. And then that, that'll it. help. That'll be the best thing you can do for a blister. So that's all good. Knowledge that I need. 
Any other it. questions? Um, I don't think so. I guess it, my only my only last thing would be like uh, snake bites, um, rattlesnake. First thing, don't get bit by a snake. Yeah. Um, you're gonna obviously need to get the antivenom, which they only have at the hospital. Um, cutting yourself is don't do that. Like like you've seen it all. Of, everybody's seen in the Western movies where you cut you cut the X or whatever. You suck the venom out. <laughs> don't do that. Um, you want to keep your heart rate low, so mm. that's where the in-reach comes in. That's a, an appropriate time to hit the I need help button. Um, you can start getting out, but slow. You don't want that um, venom to go systemic. Right, you right. want it to kind of stay in that area. You don't want to put a tourniquet on to stop blood flow. Um, you just want to keep not move that extremity as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, get help as fast as you can, and you got to get... Bottom line is you have to get to a place right. where they have I think with all that to say as soon as possible. Calms, maybe have life flight. Life flight, yes. A life flight membership is well worth the money. Pretty cheap membership. It is. Last time I it checked. Is. It is. It's stupid cheap to not <laughs> if you're if you're somebody who's out in the backcountry, it's stupid cheap not to have. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, yeah, thanks driving, for driving over and separations in the preparation. I'm not as good as that as good as doing that as you are. That's it. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. Thanks guys for tuning in. Thank you, Tyler, for coming in and doing a consult. He is a wealth of knowledge. Obviously, he's a fireman, a captain, a paramedic. Almost 20 years in the game. He's seen a lot of things and he's very knowledgeable on gear. That's why he helps us out on the Elk Shape YouTube channel that's called Elk Shape Gear. If you haven't been to that channel, it's not fancy, but it's nothing but gear reviews, nonstop testing, vetting gear. Check that out. He runs that Instagram page as well as that YouTube. I help out as much as I can. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our normal YouTube channel. We're on the road to 100K and we're getting there. And we thank you for the help. Want to give a shout out, Matthews. Uh, we got the phase four all dialed in the 29. Onyx, like Kramer was trying to do get away with just a free week. That's not gonna dude. You need to live and die by Onyx year-round for your scouting as well as in the field, know where you stand. Elite membership, all 50 states. Discount code Elk Shape takes 20% off. Wilderness Athletes discount code is Elk Shape 2023, and that'll get you 20% off all your trail packs, your hydrate recover, your energy and focus, your altitude advantage, your pack out bars and bites get loaded up for the season it's around the corner buck knives check out their pack light series that's what i'm running in my pack for my kill kit and for the crispies i think the boot of the year is the brickstall mountain gtx look that one up all synthetic very light good flex rating i think you guys are going to dig that speaking of trail camp season i'm headed out right now like literally as you're listening to this I am scouting for elk. It's my only scouting trip, and what I'm doing is I'm learning the road systems. I'm learning where to camp, where not to camp. I'm scratching country off. I'm finding the terrain that works best for my style, and I'm hanging out stealth cams. I got a bunch of sales and non-sales. I got discount codes for those, so non-sales, discount code ELKSHAPE20. will take 20% off. Get the 4K and get the cameras on lithium batteries with a big memory card, and let that things soak on video mode trust me the other one is the cellular i would recommend probably the new deceptor that just popped out discount code elk shape 10 will take 10 percent off born primitive discount code elk shape speaking of non-camouflage clothing and awesome workout gear discount code elk shape takes 10 percent off link in the show notes and always 10 percent off anything at blackovas.com free shipping discount code elk shape appreciate y'all 
We got a couple more really good podcasts coming up this month to help you get ready for elk season. You got a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing us. Separations in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one.